burst through like a bull. Don't argue. Uses the 15. Oh. How good is that? And what well played by Carey. He's away. Left foot snap. Oh, what a goal! What a goal from Wayne Carey. Plays on. Seconds only remaining. They've got to take a mark. Yeah! Dixon has taken a mark. Shoots for goal. He kicks the goal and Hawthorne wins the game. Hello and welcome to Don't Argue. Powered by Crown Bet. I'm Ben Dixon. The usual suspects as always. The news hound. I'm on. Chief Rider next year, 2019. Jay Clark, the Duck, the King, uh, never won a brand loan. He's still crying about it. Uh, and we're a special guest. 270 games, 471 goals. Essendon Footy Club Royalty. Premiership player, two-time best and fairest winner. Jeez, we can go on and on. Uh, what else did you do? Leading goal kicker, 2006. And if you think Buddy can kick him from 70, this bloke used to kick him from 80. Scotty Lucas, welcome, Scotty. Welcome, Dicko. Good to be with my roommate from the Teal Cup back in 94. I'm glad he brought it up straight away. <laughs> we, uh, we've got a long history. Um, went through Teal Cup. They call it the Under-18 Championships mm. now. But um, Did you make All-Australian? No, I said on the pond. No. no, very I, different. I did. I did. Very different. Now, now they'll basically just pick the kids that yeah. they think are the best kids yeah. in the All Australian yeah. team. So I did room with Scotty. And what was he like, Scotty? Was we were diff too, though. We're bag? up against a duck. Yeah. We got relegated for really? the sins of our uh, past yeah. big country oh, refs. Div two. Yeah, big so country we, that year. Yeah. So the year before, I wow. don't think they won a game. Got relegated, and New South Wales played Div one games. Yeah. Oh, we though would have been based on a practice game against Metro the week before, probably the second best team mm. there. We lost to them by a goal. They beat everybody at the Teal Cup by 10 goals. Yeah. Well, back when I yeah. played, it was just one team, so you had to be really good to get into it. It was just, <laughs> it was just one Victorian team. And believe it or not, I played for Victoria, Dicko. I was going to say, who not, did you play for? Uh, SA, so, so grew South up, or grew up, grew up in Wagga Wagga, went to South Australia for a few years yeah. and played for Victoria in the Teal Cup. How don't did know, that happen? Don't know, because I was in Melbourne at the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, so. we had our championships over in uh, Perth, 94. Uh, I room with Scotty and Stephen Reaper, who's now the AFL CEO. Yeah. Uh, sorry, AFL Vic CEO. Uh, played full forward. Still to this day, he goes, bloody Scotty Lucas. I never got drafted because he'd mark it from 70 and kick it over my head. <laughs> he couldn't get a look in he the whole teal cup. plenty of goals. Oh, yeah, he did. <laughs> but Reaper still more. hangs you on that yeah, one. Yeah. But <laughs> tell us about your early days. Um, I know a little bit about you, yeah. but uh, people listening probably wouldn't know. Uh, they're only seeing you on the footy field for wrestling. But tell us, growing up, um, footy was always the go or and, and exactly where it all started. Yeah, look, footy was all the go. Look, things were a little bit different to now. And it's an interesting conversation. Recruiters are talking about young players mm. and that the skill level and the quality of the players or the depth of player coming through. I mean, all we did when I was a kid in the country was footy in uh, winter, cricket in summer, and that was me, yeah. basically. And if you weren't training, you're outside kicking the footy or kicking the footy at school. So you got a lot of extra football. I mean, now... And that's really the debate. They talk about the young players coming through, that if they're not at organised training, how much time do they spend working on their craft? Whereas we, and I'm sure Duck yeah. and you, Dicko, the same, probably you, Jay, yeah. exactly the same. You used to kick the footy all, all day, every day. Were you a gun junior? Uh, look, pretty good, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, um, so relative, best, relative, best, best yeah and relatively that. speaking. I mean, yep. I grew up in Camperdown and it was the Hamden League juniors. Mm. It wasn't... Um, an incredibly strong. There was really good top end, but then it fell away pretty yep. quick. Um, but then the first step when you realise that you're a pretty small fish in the pond is when you go through and play in the TAC Cup and the Teal Cup that mm. you realise how many good players like, mm. well, like yourself because you've been good, lucky enough to be selected or out there. Yep. Yeah. What about um, your early days of uh, 
we spoke about um, Teal Cup, but pick four in the 94 draft. Mm. Like, pick four these days because you are a player manager, which we'll get to later on. Mm. No pressure back then when you were pick four. No. Um, wasn't They invite 15 or 20 to the draft. Yeah. I wasn't invited to the draft, wow. which was good. I was just at school and went home. To watch it not at a about bad, Not a bad thing. Yeah, not a bad thing. <laughs> so I think it was televised, not a lot of coverage. Um, it, same for you, Dicko. There was this Metro v Country divide. Yeah. And it was like all the Metro kids get invited along to the draft. The country kids, yep. you just go to school and we'll worry about you later on. Yeah. So uh, in that regard, no real pressure coming in. I think also Lloydy came in the same year. Mm. He was That was the year Freo came in. So there was some compensation. Essendon lost, I think, Dale Kickett, Todd Ridley, and uh, Tony Delaney, maybe. Mm -hmm. And that got them pick four in the draft and Lloydy first pick in the 16-year-old draft. So Essendon got him as well. So it was a pretty good trade. Noel Judkins uh, drafted me. So um, bring Lloydy in for those picks. And they were solid contributors for Frio. Mm -hmm. I think mainly because they needed some big bodies around Being them. Being very but, kind there, Scotty. Well, yeah, <laughs> it's probably not dissimilar. You hear more about the McLeod trade yeah. and Frio giving up on him. I would say if you looked back at it, yeah, that was a big a big get for Essendon. Oh, well, you've got a centre-half forward and a full forward mm. in one, uh, yeah. one go, one year. That's yeah. A, yeah. done all right there, the Bombers. It's interesting. We roomed together. We are so close, yet we are so far apart on draft day. Pick four, pick 77. Mm. Like... <laughs> Of the 15, I was shattered I didn't get an invite. <laughs> but um, it was a fair draft. Yeah. We had Jeff White, Anthony Rocker, Shannon Grant. Hmm. Um, there was plenty in there, wasn't there? Yeah, a lot of good players have come out of that draft. Who right? was one that year? Jeff White. Jeff yeah, White Jeff White. One. White. One to Freo and then came home yeah. two or three years later. When you lobbed at Essendon, Scotty, did you think that there would be a flag just around the corner uh, for you guys? I mean, it was such a young um, premiership side in 2000, yeah. the, the baby bombers. When you lobbed, did you think we've got something special in us so soon? Yeah, look, I had no real expectations when I got there. I mean, I was 17. I was yep. just looking to, to fit in, earn the respect of my teammates, train hard and get a game in a year or two. There was no draftees often come in now and expect to play from round one. Mm. Lists were that bit bigger. But the year after your 93 premiership. Yeah. So it's Yeah, it is. But what happened was, the, I still vividly recall, it was all about the failure of 94. Mm. And they were talking about that. So because those 18-year-olds, they were still only 19, yet I think a couple of the boys in the Christmas break went on a cruise, (laughs) came back. It's not disrespectful to say they were fat and out of shape, and they chased their tail the whole of 94. So the 95 pre-season was very much around, well, what do you want to be? And I think in 95, uh, we certainly played good footy. I think they might have won 15 or 16 games, but just the strength of the top end of the comp mm. meant that uh, they got knocked out, the boys, by Richmond. Mm-hmm. Second week of the finals. And then prelim in 96. So very early on, the club had had some set, success, yeah. but uh, really we're, at that stage, we're all chasing north. What about yeah. when you first arrive? Because I've got my memories when you walk in and you're a 17 year old kid, yeah. Lordy's 16. Who are the who are the not big heads, but who are the big egos in at Essendon Footy Club at that stage? There, there weren't really in saying that the big egos. There were the like Joe Mercedes is the obvious one, but he's extremely friendly. Yeah. And what helped was the core of that team were only three years older than me, yeah. mm. um, which was quite remarkable. So you get in there and think that you're a million miles away from it, but at the same time you say, well, these guys played in a flag. And they're a couple of years older than me at the time. Yeah. 
I better get cracking. Yeah. <laughs> really? And then you had really good leaders like Harves, Bomber Thompson, uh, Gary O'Donnell and that, Darren Buick, that set the scene mm-hmm. and, and really drove that next era of success for the club. Do you have the memory of the uh, the, the famous comeback game? What was it? You came back from uh, 60 points down yeah. uh, to, to beat North Melbourne. I think it's still the greatest <clears throat> comeback in, in AFL history. When you think back to that game now, anything that Sheed said at three-quarter time or just the belief. I mean, you weren't playing duck in this game. No, you get that gave us court. a greater chance. <laughs> yeah. um, I think it was 0-1. And throughout that time, look, we had a really dominant year in 2000, obviously. And we would be four or five goals down against teams at three-quarter time and feel that we could win it by four or five. So there was enormous belief in the group. um, And we were able to do that. So whilst we were a long way down, and it was unlikely. We never thought that it was gone. It was, And Sheeds was very good and consistently throughout his career. It was more about, well, for instance, if you're nine goals down at quarter time, you're not nine goals down. You've got to win each quarter by three goals. Yeah. So he would break it down that way, which I think is important. Yeah. Don't look too far ahead. Just yeah. focus on what you can. And when you think of it like that, you go, well, I think we can outscore them by three goals yeah. in each quarter. It was a great rivalry during the 90s yeah, with, the, with the Kangaroos. Yeah. I mean, clearly, as you said, you were... Uh, prelim missed mm. missed uh, missed by a point. The the famous Tony Lockett points. So they could have gone into a grand mm. final against the Kangas, actually. And again in '99, lost uh, obviously to the Blues to go mm. into it. So we could have quite easily played against yeah. the Bombers in two grand finals. We um, look. I look back, and I think we all think we're fortunate to play in a flag because there's a lot of great players and excellent teams yep. that didn't. But we. I feel we left one out there yeah. in my career. Um, we finished on top three years in a row, 99, 2000, 2001, and I've only got one flag to show yeah. for yeah. it. Um, so that's the disappointing aspect of that. But we had a, a really strong rivalry with North Melbourne. I think Dennis had been there at Essendon in the reserves. Yep. There was that element, no doubt. And look, we didn't. Th- no doubt North played on the fact that they you didn't have anything or we sensed that and yeah. we were the snobs up the road which yeah. wasn't really the case but that's what coaches would do I mean our facilities weren't great either um, but certainly superior to, to what the Kangas had but we had enormous respect for them and it was a team that we found really difficult to get over for a period of um, four or five years mm. I mean did you win was it seven prelims in a row like just remarkable yeah, played in seven in a row three yeah. grand finals and I, I agree you, there, there was one I reckon we missed out on one you missed in 98 yeah, yeah. 98 you should yeah. you were the best team all yeah. year I think yes you were the best team in 99, 99 and I think we were yeah. Yeah. yeah the one that got away yeah I think so mm-hmm. and an 01 against the Lions I mean you they were a lot of injuries yeah. they were yeah. coming yeah. um and we had a few guys who were carrying injuries, which is, without making excuses or taking it away from Brisbane, meant we weren't in the best shape coming into that mm. grand final. But I still think, all things being equal, um, that they probably would have had us that day. We needed a little bit of luck. Mm. Sometimes you have those, but we didn't that day. The 2001 grand final, did you wear the black armband? Uh, Can you remember? Yeah, we wore the... Did we wear a green armband? Was it green? Yeah, I think we did. Do you remember what that, what that was about? Yeah, I don't recall that because someone has asked me about that previously about the lines. You're talking about lines yes. and the intravenous drips? Yes. I, yeah. Um, possibly. Yep. But you know what? I couldn't care. I mean, that might have meant something to someone. Yep. I felt we wore armbands, uh, and my memory's really hazy, Michael Long, John Barnes. We had a couple of guys... Relative had passed. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and also Longy wasn't out there. So there was a bit of um, 
emotion attached to players that have been such great servants of the club, not in the yeah. team. Uh, you could be right there, but and we've discussed that because when it came up, I actually it came up four or five years ago. There might have been an article, yeah. And I had a chat with a few teammates and said, "Do you remember that?" Because I don't understand how players or can remember coaches. I can't remember that coaches yeah. address. I don't really. Yeah. There's just a general theme that you remember, especially and, in grand finals. Yeah, I mean grand final, you don't, yeah. you just don't remember anything. No, well, the back, I, the background is Dicko. That because, and we had more to worry about than what Brisbane were doing. Yeah. We had to get. What Brisbane, we were doing right. Brisbane sort of uh, pushed the envelope with the intravenous strip program, yeah. which sort of um, put new blood or uh, fresh blood back in the players' uh, bodies. Um, and then so the suggestion is that Kevin Sheedy said that was like the death of football or whatever. And so to have a, a mental crack at the Lions on a big day was to wear sort of the black armband. Ah, so that's the right. that's the sort of the, um, the wives' tale, isn't the it? The myth. Oh, yeah, we the did myth. some testing on that, though, a year or two after, yeah. where we, um, we did a beep test. On the Monday. With the fresh blood, yeah. We did a beep test on the Monday. Then half the players uh, had power, Powerade or water and half had the IVs. Yep. And then we did the beep test the next day to see what the whether what the recovery was, etc. Any different? I don't think it was. Okay. I mean, it's just one of those things, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. That's splitting hairs. I mean, mm. and now I think coaches approach it. The fire and brimstone still existed then, didn't it? Yep. Whereas now I think it's very much about Monday to Friday, yeah. the process. Systematic. And, yeah, yeah. And being ready to go, and almost if you can't motivate yourself on game day, well then, what are you doing here? Yeah. Whereas back then it was really quite a pivotal yeah. part of the pre-game. We'll get to that dominant two thousand in just a sec, but earning your spot in the side, like you weren't handed centre half forward. Who was there at the time, and who'd you compete against to get that one? Yeah, um, Scott Cummings played some footy in the four. He was playing full forward. Full forward, yeah. Yeah, he was playing full forward. So Lloydy, in a sense, squeezed him out. Um, is it disrespectful to say I can't really recall? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think what they they would structure up a bit. Hurdy probably played yeah. more centre half forward and midfield then, and he was able to play probably a little bit more midfield, bit more half forward. Even though you did have more set positions then, we still were more a collective, a forward line as such. Yeah, but I didn't play till my second year, yeah. so yeah. Spent some time in the twos, which was more the norm back then than now. Yeah. It's really you come in and have an impact from day dot. But as you would know, players were drafted a year younger. Mm. So yeah. a lot of us were 17 in that mm. year. I what played 67 in the reserves. Did yeah. yeah. For sure. Hawthorne yeah, were notorious for it, weren't they? Yeah. I mean, some of their great players, yourself included, <laughs> oh, yeah, had a long yeah, yeah. So yeah. It, does, it, it doesn't do you any harm, though. And that, I guess no. that's the argument. And we speak about it often with, with Rusey, yeah. who's you know, a current day coach just out of coaching. Um, you know the young kids yeah. coming in, and you look at you look at what Hawthorne look at what Sydney have done. Look at the reason why Tom Mitchell's the player he is, because he had to really earn mm. his spot in in the Sydney yeah. team. Now he's a better player. So those players that do have long apprenticeships come in, and mm. and they they are very good players. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you're not you're not just a kid. What mm. about um, Sheeds's last game, and which was uh, Hurdy's last game yeah. as well over in Perth, West mm. Coast? You're down by 50 points, I think, at, at three quarter time, and you kicked how many goals in the last quarter? Seven or eight? Thanks for bringing it up, Joe. Uh, my pleasure, Scotty. <laughs> uh, seven. I remember seven. being a young bloke. Seven watching. in the last quarter, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Well, it's not a bad quarter, Scotty. Yeah. Uh, how, how much did the <laughs> inspiration of Sheedy and Hurdy come into it? I mean, were you just playing footy out there, or were you doing it for your mates? Uh, no doubt, both. I mean, I think. When we talk about and milestones, the obvious one. I mean, if you if you try extra 
hard because it's a milestone. Well, it's fraught with danger. Hang on, yeah. for three quarters, yeah. they're obviously terrible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <'Cause> that, <laughs> I didn't want. Well, that was because I was a centre yeah. back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> swing Scotty forward. So yeah, yeah, I started. Back and, started on Brent Staker and then went forward. I think halfway through the second. Yeah. She yeah. she did that a lot, and, yeah, and I often say this: like you spent time yeah. there. I, I remember like Dennis would throw you at centre half yeah, back now and again. Lloydie, Hurdy, I reckon. Just about every player at, at Essendon mm. at some point played centre half back yeah. on myself. So mm. yeah. wasn't wasn't afraid to throw no. the team around. Wasn't no, no, he? he was absolutely. I would have thought in two thousand Fletch would have kicked close to twenty goals. Yeah, and he was the All Australian fullback because um, because we were so strong, we might be eight or nine goals up at three quarter time. He would Sheets would just throw Fletch forward, and he you know what he kicked two or three yeah, just man. to take the pressure yeah, just off, to, just yeah. to give him a little bit of yeah. fun mm. because I mean. I saw the other day they talked about the most inside fifties a team's average in the season, and it was it's the Bombers in two thousand. Yeah. So Melbourne's nearly. Yeah, Melbourne it. Yeah. are close to it now. Okay. It was actually thanks last for reading week. my story, Scotty. Yeah, I, I did. appreciate that. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> I liked it. I just looked for the two thousand. Yep. Yeah. yeah. We get to meet you. But really, with that in mind, there'd be some games where yep. and Wally would push up and play or go from mm. centre half back to a wing. Mm. Mark Johnson, they'd roll through the midfield, mm. even Hardwick, because it was like, well, we need to keep everyone yep. in tune. We can't you know, like the under 12s, yeah. um, have them not in the game. And even from a conditioning point of view, you mm. wanted to have, mm. have everyone topped up. But you must have felt on fire in that last quarter, honestly, when you're kicking seven goals. And yeah, it was just one of those. Your cheeks, yeah. yeah, it was just, <laughs> you know, it, yeah, it was in, you couldn't do much wrong. And the ball sort of followed you. And it was, in fairness, I think West Coast, they often say, you know, the, when the game's done, Carlton Freo three weeks ago, I mean, great fight back by Carlton. Well, Freo just took the foot off the gas. Yeah. It's a bit of both. Mm. And I think that was the case because the, the game actually, West Coast was sitting top two then, home final, and eight goals up. There was some self-preservation there, no mm. doubt, for them. But the issue was with us coming back to that level meant that their percentage sent them mm. out of the top yeah. two and on the road to Port Adelaide the week after. What about yeah. 2000? Tell us about, like, just dominant. You're driving in the footy going, oh, this is a no-brainer, we're just going to win this game yeah. of the footy. Did you just feel you felt, superior? Yeah, collectively you felt that Sheeds, and it's been spoken, I think, Gary O'Donnell, who worked at Brisbane, the difference between Sheeds and Lee. Lee would go to a game and think, well, they can't beat us. Even. Mm. Whereas Sheeds would, where to, where Sheeds would, if this goes wrong, if that goes wrong, we're vulnerable. So I don't think we ever had that total, this is a walk in the park. And there's always pressures. I mean, a young player has a pressure to get a game and to keep his spot. Mm. The big guns in the league, they're under no less pressure because the pressure they put on themselves mm. to be a dominant player, to lead a team, be captain of the team, it's just a different pressure, but mm. it's pressure no less. Mm. So the pre pressure still existed. Um, and also I think because of the disappointment of 99, the pressure remained there because yeah. we really needed or felt that we had to right that wrong. Mm. Hmm. Uh, more recent times, Eston, what was your, your take on, obviously, the saga which clouded yeah. the club for four years? You're obviously a proud man, Scotty, and, and, and have loved the club for a long time. You know, how sad were you about yeah. what happened there? It was extremely disappointing. Um, it's a black mark against that uh, time in the club. I mean, if you look at it from a positive point of view, I think the strength of the club and the ability for them to stay together mm. and hold together, I mm. think a lot of other clubs potentially could have really fallen apart and uh, really destroyed themselves from the inside. So a lot of, despite 
the obvious wrongs that they did. A lot of credit needs to go to some of those people yeah. that they are able to, to get things back on track or hold those players together. But no doubt the players are the one you feel extremely sorry for. They've had real large chunks of their career played under enormous pressure Duress, yeah. as well mm. as missing a year of footy in their prime. Mm. Yeah, a terribly yeah. sad uh, set of circumstances. Do you think everyone involved in that has, has taken responsibility for their for their part in it? Uh, well, the short answer is no, isn't it? Stephen yeah. Dank hasn't, that's for no. sure. No, 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 there's enough. I think there's enough, yeah, people that are, are looking elsewhere. Yeah. You had, I don't think that's unfair. You're obviously gun manager, uh, heading up Phoenix Management, Scotty, but you had David Zaharakis through that time, who was one bloke who wasn't involved mm. in the injections program. So he uh, kept playing and, and was a, a key figure in it all. And I think at the, at the time or afterwards said that he was afraid of needles, or mm. that's why he didn't. Was that was that the case, or did he was he just not a fan of it from the get-go? No, look, the case was, yeah, he's not a big fan of needles. Needles, yeah. Okay. So he just made the decision out of that. And I think at the time also some players um, still didn't necessarily question what they were doing in terms of the legality, yeah. but how much benefit it would provide. So yeah. when he Stuff wasn't all. a fan of needles, he thought, well, if it's negligible, I'll sit this one Play, out. Yeah. Player managers and their and their players, and it's always been the case, mm. um, you know, you become close with yeah. the players you manage, especially yeah. if you're directly involved yeah. um, with them. What, did, did it ever get mentioned to you? Did, did he ever say, oh, by the way, we've got this program going or anything like that? Was there ever a conversation in and around it ever? No, and that's the, uh, the disappointing aspect, because I think if managers, etc., had have known about it, then more questions would have been asked. Yeah, were they, were they told not to talk about it? or I, I think, yeah, I think, um, and we go into the grey area, but yeah, my understanding is that because they felt that it was um, an edge. a competitive mm. advantage, we can't tell anybody about mm, this right. because... Um, they and more, other clubs might, might get onto it. it and do it. Yeah, yeah, which okay. in a sense um, is disappointing because mm. no doubt, manage even family. I'm sure if the families of of some of the players, particularly the younger ones, that are more inclined to still seek uh, counsel from parents mm. as the boys get older, they become more and more independent naturally. I'm sure if that had have happened early on, then a whole lot of questions would have been raised and discussed because right now if as a manager if you have issues or concerns then you will speak to the club and voice those or speak with the PA. I mm. think what got missed in all of that mm. was um, Job and a couple of the other leaders did go in mm. and speak to the club yeah. and say you know what we're not sure about this and then they, then they had the meeting in the auditorium room and that's where I don't think uh, the coach James Heard even was present mm. at that particular meeting. So the leaders did stand up. They did have concerns yeah. about it at, at one point. Yeah, and they, they did question it, and they were sort of gets missed that. Yeah, and they were to Yeah, and that's the players are the ones that have suffered. But I yeah. think they did all that was reasonable mm. to safeguard against that, mm. because at some point we've all been in a position where we rely. And trust people well, we above trust, us in the get, chain. We get taught to trust. That's right. The, yeah. You know, everyone at the footy club. And throughout my career, I didn't. I don't personally rate supplements full stop. Yeah. I mean, if I'm low on iron, have a steak. You're always in such great shape. So yeah. thank you, Jay. <laughs> but the reality was, our fitness coach. There were different supplements that were presented to us, and mm. you know what? I still took some. All the players took them, and we relied relied on the guidance of yeah. our fitness staff to say. These have been checked. They are fine to go. You're safe to use them. Now, 
for me, that's where it started and ended. Yeah. I therefore took those supplements. Mm. Now, in the Essendon situation, I think something similar has happened, and yet the players have been the fall guys mm. yeah. when they've done all that I think is reasonable. Did they do everything? Well, what's re- what, yeah. it's the conversation mm. about what's reasonable, isn't it? Yeah. I think they did more than yeah. enough. Yeah. What about as a manager? You know, the welfare's um, paramount. Uh, have the players signed anything to say that it's done and dusted, or do you think there's still legal uh, action to be taken upon down the track? I think it's done and dusted it right now. Yeah, yes. which is disappointing. There's always every two or three months something comes up, or there's disappointment, mm. or they're going to challenge something. I mean, the players really just want to move on. Yeah. They've, mm. I mean, they've been banned. They've had the twelve months. So whatever comes their way can't take mm. that back mm. so for for, for them yep. it's well and truly done and I think they're disappointed because every now and again Essendon have a bad month they bl- they blame it on the player yeah. the players are over it it is as far as in the players I speak to it has got nothing poor form is poor form <laughs> I mean there's not that many players that miss the 12 months that are in the team I'm mm. guessing but it might be five yeah, yeah. Bell right. Chambers I mean, yeah. Hipple yeah. Hurley Hurls Hooker Hooker Four. Was Jake in yeah, Myers. He's at Melksham's at Melbourne. Yeah, still I mean, yeah. yeah, Jake's playing Ryder. his best. There you go. Ryder and Melksham. Yeah. Ryder was an All-Australian. Hibbard was an All-Australian. Melksham's, so Melksham's playing flying. his career best football. Mm. So let's not get caught in that conversation. Jake, Jakey Carlisle's been playing well. I don't yeah, know. He's he been carrying an injury. Absolutely. Yeah. So I just think if you look at form of them, it's mm. is it game plan, effort, structure, all of that, rather than any... Uh, Fallout mm. from four or five yeah. years past. Yeah. Yeah. All right, been a big first yep. half, Scotty. Uh, we'll pick it up in the second half. You're listening to Don't Argue, powered by Crown Bet. Marriage, Martin on the bike, check sides it. How does it bounce? It bounces oh. through. He's kicked three. Welcome back to Don't Argue, powered by Crown Bet. Our special guest, Scotty Lucas, could kick a snag. We'll get to his partnership with uh, Maddie Lloyd in a minute. Lloyd, he kicked. Gee whiz, 700, 800? 900. 900. Nine. You kicked 470. Yeah. You must have had it a cost me a few. He would have, <laughs> he would have, what was it like playing with Lloydie, though? Because you were the link. You're the centre yeah. forward. You, and I wasn't lying. You were having shots from 70 out and nailing them. <laughs> yeah, so well, he, would, all of them. he would have dirtied yeah. up a few times. Yeah. When, <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Lloydie's best is when he'd get it and he'd go back off the mark and he'd go to pass it off three or four times. Yeah. <laughs> he had no intention yeah. to pass it. <laughs> Whereas I'd just turn my back and yeah. say, <laughs> guys, <Yeah>. don't bother. <laughs> Um, but yeah, did, look. Did you feel more confident from long range? Right, if you were thirty out or fifty out, did you feel more? Not a, no, no, necessarily. Not a, no, not necessarily. You were a good accurate kick yeah. from long range, though. Mm. I mean, I think there's not the expectation is lower the further out you get. But no, look, you always wanted to kick more goals, didn't you, Ducks? So every <laughs> shot was a chance to add another one in the bag. But um, you don't realise. You mentioned Lloydie. I mean, it's not to you probably reflect like sitting playing against Duck that you've played with some of the greats that have ever played the game, mm. both as teammates and opposition. To you, though, just a, a teammate that you worked with or an opponent that you wanted to beat on the day. Mm. What about uh, one of your big long bombs fell short and Gary Moorcroft said, I'll help myself to that one? On yeah. Brad Johnson? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I don't know what Jono was doing down there. He must have got lost. <laughs> but I, actually, I kicked it on the right foot too. I thought you would have known that. Go on, yeah, yeah. That. I thought it was for balance. That must have been one out of the back. I was having a shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just couldn't get the distance <laughs> but on the right. The, you had the best view because you, you've yeah, set it up. Yeah. Like, 
He was renowned for that, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he could take a mark. Didn't help him in the end. I think he had a couple of hip-hops off the back of that. Mm. Yeah, Yeah, landed heavily on his hip and, yeah. What about the uh, management game, Uh, Mm. Scotty? How competitive is that space? You know, you're up against 10, 20 uh, managers all vying for the best under 18 uh, players in in the country. That wouldn't always be easy, I'd imagine. No, no, look, it is a competitive business. Um, The enjoyment comes with really, we see ourselves and I think is an important part of that welfare. The group that a player has around him to help him achieve the best he can on field and then off field. So you work with his family, the club, et cetera, to get a really strong outcome for them. I think at times there's the notion that it's manager v club Mm. for the player, but more often than not, you're working with the club because they want to see their players do well. I mean, a player that's... Uh, doing well off field is well supported is going to play his best football and at the end of the day that's what clubs want mm. how's, how's that space change you obviously uh, were managed by Ricky Nixon yeah. yes. um, as as was I um, and then you ended up taking over Flying Start and yeah. what's it called now Phoenix uh, Phoenix. Phoenix now mm. what's what's the difference in you know back when yeah. when you were playing to now and how much harder is it to earn money off the ground than what it was back then well, the first, the easiest way to sum up the difference in management, I was drafted um, at pick four and I didn't have a manager. No one really had a manager. It was only after Essendon sent through a three-year offer to me. Um, there wasn't minimum, I think there was minimum wage, but not a minimum term. Yeah. Mm. Um, and my dad and I, we were naive to it all, but the Basically, the only reason we called a manager because the the offer was the base was the same for each of the three years. Ah. And we thought, well, in year one, great. But after that, if I play a few games, yeah. you know, Smart, more valuable. Yeah. Smart. So I ra- Dad rang Paul Armstrong at the Falcons and said, what should we do? Uh, and Tony Brown, who was a, a Geelong yeah. Falcon teammate, um, I think had met with Ricky and signed with Ricky. So it was either, I think it was really only Ricky as a football, a player manager, and then a few accountants looked after several mm. players. So a majority of players didn't have managers. So after a conversation with Ricky a couple of weeks later, we decided that representation from a manager was really important, whereas now, mm. 12 months out from the draft, players can sign with managers. Mm. And if we look forward to this year's draft, 98% of those players that have drafted have had management already for anywhere between seven and Really? Yeah, two months. Anywhere between yesterday and seven months ago. Wow. Who's got Jack Lacocious? Uh Ben Williams. So oh. SA based. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah. So he he's right up there. Look, yeah. I mean, the player for us that we're really pleased to be working with is Sam Walsh. So oh. he's in that top five. Could he go number one? I oh, certainly could. Yeah. 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 There's. I would say there's four or five live chances yep. that can go number oh, one. Ranking. So, yeah. how's, so how's, how's that? So off off the ground though. So yeah. These, these yeah, lot different. You've got, yeah. How is it? Is it well, harder you, now? Is yeah. it Harder to. Off- I I think you're probably the best equipped to tell. <laughs> to, if you were to tell the listeners what your boot with Nike, and I'm not expecting you yeah. to yeah. duck, but R-Ruboy. there's a good example <laughs> yeah. of what you're able to obtain. Then now I would say that the players, I'm guessing, yeah. might earn a quarter or. A, yeah. a tenth of what okay. you're so able to So it has yeah, it changed has. a lot off the ground. Yeah, it has. I think so, so how so how important is that as a manager? Yeah. Because I know, I mean, we, you know, we've, yeah. we've all been around managers for a long yeah. time. How important is it to be honest with these young kids? Like you said, Walsh, he might go number one. Yeah. How important is, 
is it that you you keep them grounded and 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 let them know that yeah. you know look there's not going to be Nike's not going to be knocking no. down your door. Well, you they know, are you, to you, give you two boots and two runners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. not well, to give no, not to yeah. give you not no, to no. give you fifty grand yeah. or a hundred no. grand or anything. No, that's right. You know, you're not you know Schweppes aren't going to be knocking no. on your door saying here's a sponsorship. Yeah. Gatorade's not going to be doing this yeah. or that. So, how important is it? You unless of course you come in and, and you play good footy. At the yeah. end of the day. Yeah. You'll get those things will come your way if you play good footy. Spot on. It's not as complicated. The the you know who are the most marketable and most profitable players off field in the comp? The, good the best players. players. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it is. It really it is. Um, and that's the challenge as managers. I mean, you're in a sense marketing your business and what you do to 17 and 18 year olds. Um, so they need a lot of guidance because I mean, for them, they don't know what they don't know, and there's a lot to learn. So you really need, you know good people around them, parents, uh, regional managers have an important role. But you're right, the money off-field, I would say, is significantly less than mid-2000s, that era. And a lot of that has to do with, I think, the fact that now clubs have got a lot of protected sponsors, etc. Mm. So mm. it's a very compromised market in what you can go out. You can, if you've got a club sponsor with Kia, you can't go and do a deal for that player yeah. with Ford. Yeah. I, I think one of the mistakes managers made years ago was they pretty much tied your shoelaces mm. and did absolutely everything for you. So then when you've finished playing, some players finish playing and they don't know how to tie their shoelaces. Yeah. So Pay a gas bill. Yeah, how important is that, you teaching them yeah. to do things for themselves? And, and is that Yeah, well, a big part of it, and I was reasonably, as a player, I feel reasonably independent, so I liked to have an involvement in what was going on. With that in mind, Duck, mm. the fact that when you finish playing, you've got 30 or 40 years of your life to live as a, as a worker that you need to be across all aspects mm. of your life. So we're big on educating our players and helping them along. Mm. Keeping in mind 18, 19, year, 20-year-old boys that are earning a lot of money aren't equipped to deal with that. Mm. I mean, you look at the broader society, 18, 19-year-olds at uni, out and about, yeah. go gap year. Yeah. Two, year, two years yeah. into an apprenticeship. And you know what? They're earning three or $400 a week, those apprentices, mm. so they live accordingly. What we find is players, the more you get, the more you're you inclined to spend. So how you safeguard against that and educate them, invest, knowing that it's important. you've got to make the most of your career because that's what, it's going to be your primary source of income. I mean, you've got to be extremely successful off-field to earn the sort of money mm. off-field that you did as a player. Yeah. That's yeah. the reality of it. So spend it wisely. What about, Scotty, um, the free agency rules in now and all that, we see the go he got offered... A million mm. year for five years, yet he signs for seven hundred with Collingwood. Yeah. Um, how much of the bargaining and a little bit of manipulation is there when you're trying to get the best deal for your player? Yeah, oh, that's a critical part of it. Yeah, and knowing um, what your player want, what it essentially wants to do, and there's always a number that a club is prepared to pay to get you out. And with free agency, I mean, the big advantage for a club getting a free agency is they haven't had to trade for that player. Yep. So it hasn't cost them two first-rounders mm. if we look at some of the big trades recently. Yeah, sure. So with that in mind, as a manager, you put a premium on that with the club and say, well, you're not giving up anything. It has to cost you some more yeah. somewhere. So it becomes the dollars that they can offer. So and then do you just throw it out? Do you go, right, um, we'll go and talk to most clubs and say, are you interested yeah. in this player? And then it's just like, right, I put your bids in. You must sit back and lick your lips and go, this is a great position to be in. Yeah, uh, look, it is, provided you've the, got the, the right player. The power's now back in, in the player's hands. Never it never is. has been. No. Ever since that yeah. came in, yeah. and that's exactly what it did. Just that's put, right. the, just put yeah. the power back to the players. Yeah. And, so, I, and I don't much. think it should change. 
Not I don't, too much. No. Should, always, should always should have should always rest. The power should always be. I think. There, I mean, when you say is it too much? No, I think the balance is exactly yeah. right. Yeah. But I don't think free agency should be reduced, and I might differ from most managers. Eight to six. Yeah, I don't think that should change. Okay. I think right now it's about right. We still see players that have been adversely affected. So if you don't have a lot of currency, clubs will wait to see what other delistings happen, free agents, because they don't have to trade for them, mm-hmm. that it can put players in a really vulnerable position. And because of free agents, right now there's several clubs that are no doubt, you know, Jeremy McGovern, um, also, they're looking at what Gaff might do, what Tom Lynch does. So those clubs that are interested in them will have six to eight, ten players out of contract that mm. they won't do anything with mm. until they know whether it's a yes or a no from yeah. the free agent. So whilst the free agency helps that player who's got great currency, there's six. Yeah, the, yeah. the bottom end of the list are really disadvantaged in my belief. And mm. I'm more about those guys than the top end from the point of view that the market forces dictate that the top end will always be extremely well looked after. It's those at the bottom that have no leverage that really just take what they can get. You've got a couple of boys at Gold Coast. I think Jared Witts has been sensational. Jared Lyons is probably one of the best pickups of any club of the past Mm. couple of years. What's your take on Gold Coast? You worry for him, Scotty? I do in a a sense, more that it's been a challenge, but I believe good footy clubs... By and large, it's all about the people there. Yeah. And good people can turn around clubs very quickly. They got that? I think they do. Mm. Yeah, I really do think that. Um, they are thin on the ground with players, though. I mean, if you look at the players they've lost, they've lost their midfield. Mm. And that's their area they're really struggling with. Mm. No doubt about it. They don't have a depth of midfield there. And it becomes self-fulfilling in the fact that they get these kids in, but they because they're young kids, they take time and then they don't see success, so then they look elsewhere. They just need to almost get a holding pattern of a couple of years where they can just stabilise and have increments. And when those young players see what might become of them, then they'll start to get things going, Mm. no doubt. But it's going to take time. I think it's really they're jumping a long way forward to think this club should be relocated or Mm. it's a failure. I mean, it takes an enormous amount of time. It took Sydney a long time. That was... During the 90s, I remember watching Geelong as a Geelong supporter go up there and Ablett kick 11 and they win by 150 points. Yet it was a matter of four or five years later that they made the 96 grand final. final. And I think ever since then, or certainly in the last... They've made the finals... I've missed the finals one out of the last 14 yeah. or 15. Yeah. 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 Thanks for bringing that up, Scotty. Yeah. Gary Buccanaro just got over his nightmares up there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, there were some. But it just takes time <clears throat> and you've got to be patient. Um, I want to ask you before we let you go... Players, like, I don't know how many numbers you've got, but who's the most um, annoying? And I say annoying, <laughs> would ring you at, like, all hours, just constantly at you, and you just go, and just give me a little bit of space, mate. There is nothing to, for me to be gained from naming a player <laughs> after that question. Most are pretty good. But yeah, you do, most you are do, pretty good. But do, they are, yeah, you do have some different oh, that's cats. that's hilarious. You have yeah. some that you probably don't need to talk to every yeah. day, and then you'd have yeah. some that clearly do. You do. Yeah, you do. You have those that... Um, 
like reassurance and want to know what's going on. Mm. And then there's those that you feel like you're almost imposing on their time by contacting yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you let them go. Yeah, yeah, it's just knowing your playing list and what each is mm. after. Mm. Yeah, but making sure that despite that, that they all receive the attention and yeah, the mm. servicing and management that they need. Can I ask yeah. one more, Dicko? About oh, yeah. one of your star um, clients, Paddy McCartan. Yeah. Dealt with a huge amount over the past couple of years, got the diabetes and then yeah. seven concussions. Have you got both McCartans? Yes. Yeah, because yes. Tommy yeah. was good. Yeah. Yeah. You think Paddy can take that, that step up? I mean, he just probably needs a, a clear run and he's, he's dealt with a lot. Yeah, he does. I don't know whether he's played more than four games in a row at any stage of his career. Yeah. Um, he played very little footy in his first two years, so we don't look at him as being X amount of years in his career. Um, he needs a good run at it, no doubt about yeah. it. Uh, he needs to keep working on his game. Yeah. Um, Does the diabetes hold him back, do you think? No, no, yep. no, that's well managed. So it's similar where we look in the rearview mirror and look at Essendon, same with Paddy. He would doesn't see that as an excuse. I'm sure he's frustrated when it's raised. Yeah. He's working as hard as he can to be the best player he can. Yeah. Yeah. He, he might he might be one player that really benefits if yeah. there are to be changes oh, at the end of the potentially, year. Potentially. If there's isolation, I mean, I watch I watch the footy with it quite a, a critical eye in that sense, and I see him up the ground a lot. Mm. And to me, Tom Hawkins is the most similar type of player. Yep. And I think more often than not, Tom holds his ground and leads the field. Mind you, career best form, I reckon, Hawkins. Mm. Exactly right. But, but he stayed, a lot of his, mar- he sort of holds a position. Mm. Because, I mean, if you get up, then you've got to get back. Mm. And also, I think, and I'm sure they're working on it, and it's been a tough year, there's not too much good ball coming in. Mm. Sort of out to go. St Kilda. Ball movement. I'm not taking that on too, am I? <laughs> but he's a beautiful field kick, Paddy. Yeah, so, and there's probably a couple of goals he'd be disappointed he's missed. Where, you yeah. know, that one goal, two, three straight changes the narrative Massively. pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's been a long time between drinks, 94 to yeah. 2008. 24 years, Scotty, but it's been great having you in and sharing, obviously, your playing career and then yeah. life after footy, which you absolutely know. So thanks, mate, for coming in. Thanks, Pleasure, Scotty. boys. Thanks, Scotty. Mm. Outstanding, Jay, and not in the boats once again. No, Ducks, Scotty three, Duck one, and Dicko two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back on Thursday for the edition with Jacob Wilson from Champion Data. Jay Clark will join us once again. We'll hopefully tip you a few winners for round 18s. Getting to the business end of the season. You've been listening to Don't Argue Pablo Crown Bad. Oh, 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 oh,